Stephen Hodgson treacherous. He's now about to lead down deeper. Macdan badly held up. Leap to fame. He's to the outside. He's still got work to do. Expensive ego. Spirit of St. Louis. I cast no shadow. They're into the home straight. Magnificent Storm races the Blacks and Ants. Here's Larry. Leap to fame. Charging down the outside. He makes it look so easy. We want more. More, more, more. Leap to fame. Beats Spirit of He's the horse that everybody talks about because he's so very good, as we all know, and he's a Queenslander and Inter-Dominion's coming up in Queensland at Albion Park. Historic Inter-Dominion in December. Of course, the final's on the 16th of the 12th, the last ever Inter-Dominion at Albion Park, and the facility will close down as a racing venue, of course, in 2025. Grant Dixon is going to bring us an update on Leap to Fame. We haven't seen him since running second in the world's richest harness event, the Tab Eureka. Grant Dixon is with us. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, Steve. This nickname that he's got, Larry, how did that come about? No, I don't really know. I think um, uh, up at the start, up at Egmont, if they just usually use uh, the first letter of the of the mare that they're out of, just uh, come up with a nick, uh, stable name for them. And they just, yeah, it's for this reason, they yeah, just uh, some reason went with Larry. So if he wins the Inadom, we change it to Lawrence, make it more official, Grant? No, no, no. He's a real Larry. Yeah. Of course, they've even got beer cans with Leap to Fame on them. Have you seen that for the Inter-Dominion series? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll be sought after, won't they? Well, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully. I don't, I don't want them to put the mock on it. No. Right. Well, let's um, go back to that reflection on the Eureka. Tell me what you thought of the performance there when you, you, you went early outside, uh, catch a wave in the race. You got him up in the, on the speed there. Yeah, I like it. Um, more than happy with how he went. He went, he went great. Um, I look, obviously, if I had to drive over again, knowing how I'd probably catch a wave, probably went in the end. You know, I probably could have went to the death later and, and uh, you know, I think he probably would would have won the race. You know, you know, on hindsight, you know, knowing what I know now, but you know, you don't know that at the time, and you've just got to do your best. His times were extraordinary, weren't they? The time of that particular race over the longer trip, a very similar mile rate to the the sprint feature. Yeah, oh, like it was a really hard run race. Uh, the leader really did run. Um, yeah, made made it very hard to get travelling outside of him and. Um, yeah, made it a tough race to sit park, that's for sure. And of course, the winner had that perfect run off the speed. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously a great mare and uh, trained by a great trainer and, and driven by Luke McCarthy. Yeah, we're know, talking about inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grant, yeah, one of those quarters there, I think it was the third quarter, was 26.5. Yeah, it's certainly um, really smoking down the, down the, around the side there and, yeah, it was, yeah, mate, he really didn't get travelling like he normally does in a race. You know, probably just the tempo of the race, you know, was the reason behind that. Yeah, and there was a bit of a margin back to third, wasn't there, Captain Ravishing? Yeah, like they, I think the rest of them, you know, they, they were were back a bit, but, you know, it's just, it's, you really just put that down to the time and how hard they were. Grant, I would also ask you about three runs ago when he went under in the Blacks of Fake uh, behind a Swayze and this flat tyre situation. Can you take us through that? It was coming to the bend, was it? Yeah, it's about 300 from home. The hot and treacherous that was coming across me back just, just hit, it, hit it the once and, yeah, it went straight down. It, it, it probably wrapped up, the tube itself wrapped up around the, the hub. You know, I'm not sure when. Like it, you know, it might have been 50 from home. It might have been... 20 from home, but 
yeah, that it sort of. Um, I, I don't say he was going to beat Swayze, but I think he was going to get very close to him. Yeah, and I could see what you were trying to do. Take this was on the left side, wasn't it? And you were taking trying yeah. to take the weight off, and you put your leg over on the, the leg down on the right side. Yeah, just to try and move the weight a bit. But it, you know, yeah, you know, he was trying to do a little something to help him out because he's you know he's trying his hard out. Like sort of had a bit of a handbrake on there, so it was, yeah, it was a bit of a. Bit of a tough moment for him, that's for sure. Yeah, tell us what's happened since the Tab Eureka earlier this month, what you've done with Leap to Fame, Graham. Uh, we, we brought him home. He, he lost a bit of weight then going through the retention barn. Uh, and we just wanted to make sure we got that back on him. And then we just give him an easy time. And, and we sort of started progressing him along this week. And we'll make our mind up whether we uh, head down to Victoria or we don't. We'll just let let him tell us where we're at. Yeah. Pretty much the, that's on the 14th of October. That's Everest Day with yeah. the Gallop, so it'll be a massive day all round, won't it, for, for thoroughbred and standard bread racing? Yeah, it'll be a great day's race if you, yeah, you've got time to sit down and watch it all, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, would you be leaning one way or the other just the way the horse is right now? Oh, look, Steve, pro- probably 50-50. Um, yeah, we're just, you know, just going to see how he, how he trains along. Um, you know, see, see who else is going to be turning up down there. Um, uh, making sure you know the availability of plane flights and stuff. It's very expensive to fly. Is it? Um, yeah. So we've, we've got to be a bit mindful of that. So um, yeah, we're just um, yeah, we're just keeping realistically. We're just we're letting him tell us if he if he's really fit and well, we'll, we'll probably head down. Um, but if he's if you don't feel he's right back to where we want him, we'll. We'll give it a miss and just go through the little summer carnival here in Brisbane and get ready for the inter. Yeah. So if you do take that option, though, to Victoria and fly him down, what's the, when would you like to arrive or when do, could you potentially arrive before that 14th of October date? Uh, look, we'd probably start on the, start trying to leave by the Monday. This is normally the first time you might get a flight. So I'd probably hope in the worst case we'd... We'd probably get a flight on Tuesday night. 22, is it? 30, okay. It's nearly like a sprint twi- yeah. for the, for the for open class runners. Yeah, apologies. So would you give him some trials at Albion Park before you went down and things like that? Uh, look, we'd probably hopefully give him one trial. Uh, that would probably be ideal. And, um, yeah, we'd be about the plan, I think. All right. Well, if you, we, we put that race aside and you don't go, so when can we, we maybe see him again? Uh, it'll be in uh, November, uh, probably around the fourth. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's about two or three races um, November early, so we'd probably go through them here. Yeah, then that's around Derby four. Day at Flemington, that November four day. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's where they're little. We have a little summer carnival up here at Albion Park, and there's a few features there for the Opens and you know, local three-year-olds. Yeah, and then we get to the start of the series basically on the 1st of December. Yeah, so that'd sort of probably work out pretty good. It'd get him up nice and fit. And then, the, you know, a couple of races, a uh, couple of weeks break before he goes through the series. Yeah, so I think we start on that first and then we've got, have we got the week later and then the 1st, the 5th, the 9th, the 16th. Is, it, is that how it looks? Yeah, I think it's, it kicked off on a... Friday, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Okay, so it might be Friday, Tuesday, Saturday. I think that's out. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, like and just he's, just you talked about you know he lost a little bit of weight. What what size is he? What sort of horse is he? Leap to fame. Oh look, it only sits around uh, like four hundred and sixty five kilos. So he's he's, he's, he's um he's not a great he's not a great stewing horse. Um and like being a being a colt is um yeah like we sort of like that's probably that is often you know perfect weight at the moment. So he just did this, just the trip did drop a little bit of weight off him. It just it, it does upset him going through the retention barn. Some of them, some horses handle it better than others. Yeah, it, what's it, that process, Grant, to explain to our listeners what you're talking about? They have to be there well and truly for for some period of time before these big races. Yeah, they put them into the uh, retention barn usually on the Thursday before the Saturday. You've got to be in there by twelve o'clock. And it's just it's just harder with probably the stallions to settle them in there because you're in there with a bunch of other stallions and obviously there was, a, there was only one mare in there that would have been too bad. And um, yeah, they just you know just it's just out of your your normal routine that you you try and um, you know you, what you do all the time. Obviously, you just try and keep them relaxed and happy. And when you're sort of in the, in there, it's um, at the different times and everyone's moving their horses around, a lot of them get stirred up a bit. And it's just a little unsettling for them. And like I say, some horses don't, don't, don't care one bit and other horses get, you know, get really upset. The Tasmanian horse is actually really upset in there, but to his credit, he run a terrific race in the, in the Eureka. He did indeed, yeah. So what's his appetite like in general, Grant? Leap to fame. Yeah, he, he, he eats well without without a, a horse that actually like smashes his feet out. Like he always he gets through his feet without ducking it down. So, which is a little probably a little bit strange for a stallion, I suppose. But it's, yeah, that's him. Oh, this fellow's um, I'm sure you know he's the best that we've had. Um, just you know, just due to the fact of you know what he's achieved so far and. And hopefully we can achieve a bit more with him yet. So you know, he's just a he's just a perfect racehorse and perfect horse to train. Well, that's the beauty about him. We talked about his extraordinary run in that fast time outside lead, and we've we dragged that flat tire, but we've seen him sprint brilliantly from back in the field in races as well, like a couple of starts ago at Albion Park. Yeah, I, I think it's you know, in a perfect world. He, he he loves leading, and he actually loves following great speed too, and he can finish off just as quick as if he's off the slow pace but yeah just you know just unfortunate probably at the moment he's the, uh like the, a lot of races he's the one to beat and you sort of end up having to drive him put him into the race to get him near him but you know a lot of the obviously a lot of people are driving just more worried about him than the other runners which makes it a little bit more difficult how do you, you seem like a cool, calm, and collected fellow? How do you get on these, you know, driving a boom horse like this in these big races? How are the nerves and so on, Grant? Uh, they're okay, but the Eureka was probably a little bit tougher because it was such a long, a long-term plan. Um, yeah, like just constant in the back of your mind that we, you know that's where we wanted to head to and that's the race we wanted to win. Yeah, it was probably a bit, a bit harder to. With your mindset, ever sort of heading towards it was probably probably the most difficult race that I've had to sort of head towards. Mm. I think he was beaten at his first ever race start, wasn't it? March of 2021. Yeah, it was. He, he made a break on the first corner, and um, yeah, probably cost him the cost him the win that night. He was probably just a bit a bit green. I might have, you know, probably should have given him another trial before I run mm. him. 
What was the point in his career where you thought, well, hang on, where you sat back and thought, well, this horse could be a little bit freakish or a really special sort of horse? Do you remember that part part of his career when you started thinking those sort of thoughts? Yeah, I think when he won the New South Wales Derby Heat and then the final, um, yeah, just uh, the ease that he won that with. So it was a bit hard to, to gauge on one side because the Derby was early in the season had changed a bit. And you just weren't sure how much depth that Derby had in him at the time. Um, but the ease that he, that he sort of won his heat in the final was, yeah, was, a, bit, was a bit surreal. And you kind of knew that at that point that he was... Um, yeah, he won the won the heat by 12 metres and he won the final by about 11. So the gap jobs both times, weren't they? That was that sort of March yeah. of last year. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, you got to travel. If you go to Melbourne, you travel a horse down with him for company and so on or not? Um, uh, no, we, we, we probably wouldn't. Um, uh, oh, oh, well, we'll probably leave that open, but I'll just see if it's... If it, to get someone else to fly one down, it'll, it'll cut back the expenses a fair bit. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just see what, um, what pans out. And the only one we've, we've got that could probably go is Tim to Trooper. So, I yeah, just don't know whether he's formed quite good enough to get a start in it. You know, Victoria's up at the moment. Yeah, gee, he was electric in one of his wins, wasn't it? Um, some weeks ago, Tim's a Trooper. Probably career best. Yeah, well, he, 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 he went terrific and then. Unfortunately for him, he, he actually went in the retention barn for his next start and he kicked the walls really bad and broke his feet up a bit. And he really doesn't handle it that well at all. But he, the second time round, he was a lot better because he had like the fame in there with him. But yeah, I think that sort of sort of bugging his um yeah, like he was just in, in three best form and sort of yeah, didn't help him at all. Mm. That's a great name for a good horse, isn't it, Grant? Yeah, who named him? Was it Kevin uh, Seymour or yourself? Uh, uh, Kader's. Kader's named both the horses. Yeah, she does a good job of naming them. Yeah, absolutely. And how often's Kevin Seymour in touch about the horse? On a weekly basis or a monthly basis? Um, no, he's pretty good that way. He doesn't um, overly harass me about him at all, really. He just, um, obviously, if we've planted towards guns, Victoria Cup, he's he obviously wants to know what we're doing, but yeah, you know, he just he's, he's happy to leave it up to the horse how he is, and then work from there. He just, just he, um, I think he, he runs his superior from not ringing in. There's nothing wrong. So. Fair enough. So, Thanks for giving yeah. us an insight into this amazing horse, and hopefully you can let us know, Grant, when you make that decision, and we can let everyone know if he's going to the Victoria Cup or not, because obviously he's favourite for the race right now. Yeah, no worries, sir. Thank you, Grant. Cheers, Grant Dixon telling us about a horse with a great record. What is it right now? 31 starts, 23 wins, 8 seconds. In fact, 31 starts, 23 wins, 6 seconds and one third. Leap to fame.